Welcome back. I'm Bobby Batista. Remember that song? So today we're wondering, how often do you take that classic advice from Peggy Lee? How often do you break out the booze and have a ball? And if you do, how much is too much? Especially if you're taking multiple medications or getting ready for a medical procedure. What doctors and caregivers don't know or don't even ask their patients about their drinking habits really could end up hurting their older patients. So joining me with some buzzkill about this dark secret, internist Dr. Sandy Fryhofer and gerontologist Alexis Abramson. So what are we talking about here, Alexis? Oh, and Dr. Abramson. I'm sorry. She's a PhD. <laughs> Dr. Abramson. That took a long time. Come on, Bobby. That yeah, took a I long know. time to get through that I PhD. knew better. <laughs> All right. So what, what are we talking about here? How widespread is this problem, Alexis, for people over 50? Well, you know, Bobby, when you think about people over 50, it's hard to imagine, but actually it's doubled from 3.5% in 2002 all the way up to 7.2% last year. And that's just for people between the ages of 50 and 59. And unfortunately, it's going up and up and up, not just through the ages of 60 and 75, but even further. That's one of the problems and challenges we have with longevity. People are living so much longer and, you know, they seem to be imbibing a lot more as they get older. Is our generation worse than others? Well, you know, it is to an extent, and these are some of the reasons I think it is. Um, One of them is that, you know, depression seems to set in quite a bit as we get older because maybe we lose people. It's the empty nester syndrome. Um, A lot more divorce now than ever before. So these are some of the challenges that are really adding to a sense of loneliness, if you will, in some situations. I think that sometimes we are the victims of our own success because we have a lot of families that can afford help, you know, so these families are having nannies and sometimes the women or men are going out to have cocktails because they don't have to take care as much as my grandparents might have back in the day. So it's kind of random when you start really thinking about some of the lifestyle issues that contribute to it. Yeah, and I think the recession had something to do with that too because I I read somewhere that financial advisors were actually um, recommending that you buy stock in alcohol companies at the beginning of the recession because uh, people drink so much more during down economic so times. Interesting. When you go into a liquor store, they always say that they weren't hard hit from the recession. Those are the, some of the few places that you can go where people are actually in a good mood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, Sandy, let me pull you into this conversation because we're talking about not just drinking uh, alcohol, but the fact that uh, a lot of folks our age or over 50 are taking multiple medications or maybe having medical procedures and and um, the doctors and caregivers are not aware of this potentially lethal mix. And uh, we're also taking illicit drugs. Uh, for adults age 15 older, there are about 7 million that are doing illicit drugs. And the, the rates have doubled for adults age 50 to 54 over the last 10 years. They've tripled for adults age 55 to 59. Now, some of this may be just the way these baby boomers grew up. There are a lot of uh, a lot of people are taking medications. Uh, the baby boomers, we want to live longer, live better, but we are on some medicines. And um, when you combine medicines and alcohol, it's sometimes a really bad mix. When you talk about illicit drugs, are, do you, is it pain pills and tranquilizers or is it like Adderall? The main ones, the ones that were misused the most are the marijuana and psychotherapeutic drugs. And that would include pain pills, tranquilizers, sedatives. More than half a million uh, baby boomers are doing cocaine. Um, and inhalants, believe it or not. Over-the-counter drugs can be just as lethal, and this is 
This is uh, something that a lot of folks out there don't understand. Tylenol is exactly that. Exactly. Uh, You know, Tylenol is one of the most commonly used drugs in the United States. And Americans take over eight billion pills containing Tylenol, the the generic name acetaminophen uh, each year. And they don't even realize that it's in a lot of the medications. So one thing that's real important is to, to check the label on what you're taking and look for acetaminophen, look for Tylenol. And this is why it's important. Acetaminophen causes liver toxicity pretty frequently. And if you're drinking alcohol, even if you're just a heavy social drinker and you take the acetaminophen as as recommended on the package, you could put yourself into liver failure. So be very careful. Also mixing uh, alcohol with sleeping pills, pain pills, sedatives, tranquilizers, very bad idea. And uh, herbal remedies. Alcohol interacts with things like kava kava, St. John's wort, chamomile, valerian, lavender. Isn't it taboo? Isn't there a stigma, you know, around talking to your physician, especially this sort of 50 plus generation about, you know, alcoholism, about interaction with drugs? I don't know who your doctor is, but maybe you should change if you're feeling like that. <laughs> I'm going to you. You sound like a hip doctor. Well, you know what? You know what? Not I, hip in that way, but I will talk to you. I won't. I won't do it with you, but I will talk us. to you about don't it. Don't judge us, doc. <laughs> I'll take the point a, a, a little further because um, there may be maybe some uncomfortableness. I think when you talk to your doctor, but my question is. How accurate are people? I mean, you know, the form in the doctor's office will often say, how many drinks do you drink per week? And, you know, how many people are really going to say, well, I'm slamming three drinks a night? I, you know, how accurate is it? Well, when I was in medical training, they told us uh, whatever people tell you to multiply times 10. Now, that was when wow. I was in training. I hope that's Ten. not the case in my private practice. <laughs> so you Please, have, to say, I hope you have not. to say a negative number then in that case, right? I'm a negative yeah. five. I'm okay. a negative <laughs> I, I'm dead. <laughs> but I'm dead about You would poison. think that after, as patients get to know you and you do, you have that trust um, that they, they sort of fess up. But I'll tell you the way I get to how much they drink when we talk, start talking about calories. So many women come in and say, oh, I can't lose weight. I'm doing da-da-da-da-da. I don't eat much. And I say, well, how much are you drinking? Um, a fifth a night or, you know, four glasses of wine. <laughs> a fifth of what? <laughs> exactly. And yeah. the reality is that one in five men and one in 16 women toss back 300 alcoholic calories a day. Well, that's not, that's not much, though, right? Or is what that, is that? Is that in my own mind? That's yeah. two drinks, right? <laughs> I mean, what's up with yeah, that? Yeah, that's two drinks. Well, that's equivalent yeah. of two 12-ounce beers, two and a half glasses of wine, or four and a yeah. half ounces of hard yeah. liquor. But every 100 calories extra you, you take in a day, you're packing on 10 pounds a year. You know, if you're doing 300 extra calories every day, 30 pounds. Who invited there it is. her? Who invited no. her to this conversation? Party the dark side. I, I mean, who I said this? It, I said it was buzzkill. <laughs> I'm reining this back in because it actually is really serious for a lot of people. I, I was uh, mentioning to Sandy the other day that my father, for example, who's 87 years old, and I realize that's a little older, but he came from that generation that drank their martinis every night, and he's still doing that at 87. Uh, God bless him. And uh, but he's also taking multiple medications. And so my question is, how much coordination is there, too? Because he's probably seeing five or six different doctors at that age. Who knows what's going on with my dad and whether the alcohol's affecting any of those medications? Well, certainly the, the doctors that prescribe the medications know they've been prescribed. They're not sure your father's taking them. And a lot of times we do depend on family members to sort of help us get the whole picture. 
So I think you're right, Bobby, to want to, you know, think about this on the front end. And there are about a thousand different drugs that interact with alcohol. Um, and more than a hundred of those interactions are major. And believe it or not, the, the data says that people over 65 should have one drink a day. No, everyone right. should. No, all the dietary regulations say one drink for women and two drink for men. Exactly. But wait, with but that goes to, for that goes for men too. It's 60, 65 and older, one drink. Oh, I see. So the yeah. other side of that question is how much is too much? And older patients are at a greater risk of alcohol medication interactions. And as we get older, it's harder for our body to break down alcohol. So their alcohol remains in your system longer. And that means it's more likely to interact with medication. Alexis, is this like an, uh, an equal opportunity problem? Is it, is it uh, affect um, gender, um, all socioeconomic levels most likely? Or... Um, you know, from what I understand, it actually affects women more than men, just because the availability and the desire to to be around that kind of um, situation more often. But with that being said, low socioeconomic status usually is the group that is affected more, and um, we see a lot more of it in that group. Well, the CDC says the heaviest drinkers are men age 20 to 40. And uh, I think, Alexa, you mentioned that, that moderation, the, the numbers that the CDC gives for women at most one drink per day for men, uh, at most two drinks per day. Okay, I'm just going to say, I don't know a single woman who only has one glass of wine. It's like one potato chip. <laughs> Can you imagine how much money you'd save if you just had one glass of wine? I think about the mouth. calories yeah. you would save yeah. and the weight you would No, lose. I cut those calories in other areas. <laughs> That's why I work you. out every day. Um, but, you know, right. what, what they're calling it is the silent epidemic because people aren't talking about it. So I think conversations like this are critical for mm-hmm. people to understand, A, they're not alone, and B, to really get some more facts and figures around it. Join us for the next Generation Nation, and thanks for joining us today. I'm Bobby Batista.